What's up, everybody? Welcome to the huddle. We come at you every single Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. With me, as always, is Mr. Daniel and Jose Gonzalez of Preferred Flooring out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. What's up, fellas? How's it going, brother? How'd the trip uh, back from uh, from the show in Orlando? Everything goes smooth? Everything was pretty smooth. Good. Yeah, except Daniel Landon had to come and get his tonsils out. So I sound really weird today. Well, you sound you're at least I can understand what you're saying. So it sounds like we'll have an awesome podcast, and Daniel may be sparing in his comments. Uh, so today we had planned on having a show with um, d- designers kind of encompassing flooring design and and color selections and things like that due to some scheduling issues uh we do not have our designers for that show so we're going to punt that to next week and this week uh we really wanted to talk about the show we just all got back from anyway and share some insights with you guys on what we experienced at this you know daniel uh, Jose and myself were always kind of promoting getting to these shows, and this one was fantastic. It was the the first joint FCICA CFI convention, and we've, I mean, preferred guys have been to both CFI's convention and FCICA's. I have as well, and so we thought we'd discuss some of the great things that came out of this uh, show, as well as some insights we might have. So starting off, what was your guys's uh, overall impression of the show? Did, was it a positive joint venture between the two entities? <clears throat> um, yes. Yes, it was actually. Um, looking back at uh, uh, CFI alone and FCICA alone, it was right. And, and you know, my perspective is because I'm an installer, but I also like the business side of things. And and it was it was awesome to have both worlds mingle and in the on the same platform, in the same room, uh, in the same conversations. That was uh it was just I'm not gonna nerd out, it was just super sweet to be able to ask, you know, questions uh from the installers and then follow up with a conversation in the same conversation all over to the business side. Um, in that aspect, and um, um, a, a good balance of residential and commercial minds uh, together as well, and, and uh, my, that was my favorite one by far. Um, you know, yeah, not that they did a bad job on their own. I mean, those shows we've always <clears throat> heck when we got when you guys and I talked after those shows, we're like that was a good show. But there was something special about having both sides of the coin at one show. You know, you had FCICA that really their member group is flooring contractors. And then you had CFI, which really their group of members are flooring installers and all certified guys. So it was nice to have that whole community together in one. Um, You know, I do think there was some, some hay to be made or some, some opportunities for those two groups to come together even better, like maybe um, some 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 more integration between the two, but it was the first year. So, you know, maybe some of that will come down the pipe, but uh, we got, we, we maybe 
you know, in our previous discussions, maybe there's a little bit of segregation between the two entities. <clears throat> you know, if you're a CFI, you may be hanging out with CFI all the time. And I think the beauty of a of a conference like this is the the opportunity to go out and meet, you know, other people from the other side and kind of understand uh, maybe why the flooring companies do things the way they do from the installer standpoint and vice versa. Like the FCICA understanding the struggle of the installer. So the flooring contractors that were there, you know, as uh, with FCICA understanding like the, the profession of it and the listen to the installers on some of their their um, pain points and what they're struggling with. And I just think there was some hay to be made there. What do you guys think? Yeah, 100%. And hey, just so everybody knows, D Daniel just had his uh, tonsils uh, yanked out yesterday. So he is uh, probably going to be a little bit on the quieter side today. So if you see him going like this, it's because he's crying about nothing. If he starts doing sign language, you know why. Um. No, I, I, I think you're, you're, I think you're spot on with, with that. Like, I don't want to say like missed opportunities, right? But it was the first one, and to be able to integrate and mix everyone properly is going to be kind of hard to do on your first shot, I would say. But uh, maybe intentional on workshops that that incorporate both. Uh, maybe um, I think we had a conversation, or you and Daniel were conversating about like uh, the panels, right? Like. Uh, uh, more of those, a good mix, um, a, a better, I don't say better because it was still pretty good, but maybe shooting out an email to everyone and giving people who are attending an opportunity to say, hey, I'd like to join the panel if there's space for me, um, or hey, uh, this is a great topic for discussion. Uh, this is where my struggles are. And, you know, and a lot of, you'd be surprised, a lot of people have some of the same struggles at the same time um, because it's just, you know, I, I feel like, construction is seasonal right so we're all going through some of the same struggles um the well and and for the first show like i don't want to paint the picture like oh you didn't do it do it right that's not the case you did wonderful it was an awesome show but we're just talking about ways that we feel like whether it's you know uh dead time that could have during the golf tournament that could have been utilized for the attendees to do a, a co-mingle and, and share. So, you know, uh, I think one of you guys mentioned uh, almost like speed dating at, at, at lunch or dinner, or one of them or something just to get to the two groups to co-mingle uh, a little bit more. But I also don't want to paint the picture. Like I know better than what they did. I'm just saying, from a true attendee's perspective, it looked like it went well. I had a great time. It was my favorite show, but there was some clear kind of separation between the groups that I think we, there's just like you guys said, there's some opportunities there. Rollin said that his grandson showed me how to dance and 100% he did. If you look at his Facebook, there's a video on there of me dancing with his grandsons. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's something too that, that happens there too. And that's where the mingling comes into play, right? Like you get to to learn who people are on a personal level, not just a professional or a work level, right? Like it's, it's you get to find out who people are outside of the professional facade, outside of the installation mindset. And um, 
it might make it easier for a lot of people too if there were in, uh, intentional um, circumstances or, or or events or or games to, to play together where you, I don't want to say forced together, right? Because you still got to participate, but to where some of the, the introverts uh, who might stay in their corner um, can get set at a table with someone else uh, who they don't normally bump elbows with. And not saying that I didn't do that because I'm everywhere all the time, right? Like I don't have a problem mingling. I, I it, it doesn't bother me to mingle, but you know, there's for, for those who, who do. And it's opposite for me, right? Because I'm not really one to put myself out there and just start going to talk to people. But um, over the past couple of years, we, we constantly talk about, you know, pushing forward, right? Forward. Forward progress. Yeah. Forward progress. And it's like, if you're not going to put yourself into some of these uncomfortable positions, then you're not going to grow as a person. So I, you know, last year at CFI convention, um, I see, I seen a gentleman sitting there by himself. It was, uh, Jose, right. Oh, yeah. I seen him, he was sitting there by himself and it was his first time there. So that's when we brought cookies. So <laughs> I grabbed a cookie and just went and sat next to him and started talking to him. And then, you know, him and Crystal came and joined us. And I mean, he, he probably texts me, you know, once or twice a month just to see how I'm doing. So it's how relationships are fostered. And I think it's really important to to put yourself out there like that, even if you're not very comfortable with it, because <laughs> me being uncomfortable with it had no comparison on how uncomfortable he was not knowing a single person there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It, I mean, we can talk about the show being set up to facilitate some of that, but in a lot of ways it was, I mean, the dinner and the the music and things, but getting together like installers or companies have to kind of step out of your comfort zone to go meet the other side. And, and it, it can't just be everybody else setting it up. It does have to, even if it was set up, even if it is set up absolutely perfect, for example, there's going to be, you have to take some steps to go kind of put yourself out there. Like you said, like even at the dinners, me, him and Crystal would sit at different tables just just to not be all in the same group because I mean we see each other all the time. I don't want to talk to this dude. I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, and, and that was that's intentional, right? So when I walk in and they're there first, I walk in to see where they're at and then I go the opposite way. I that I mean it's strategic, but gotta be uncomfortable. Well, you get a lot out of it, I think. I mean, didn't you get like I, I, you, that divide and conquer kind of deal. You never know who you're going to meet and end up being friends with and texting long term and, and, or what connection. It doesn't always have to be about business either. I like the fact that there were several people. Now I'm a company and an installer. So I bridge both sides. And that's what's easy for us. We know the CFI guys and we know FCICA guys. So, just to be clear, that's why we feel like we have a somewhat of a unique perspective that we have a ability to kind of make some of these comments. We we realize that some FCICA people have never been to, many have never been to a CFI convention and vice versa. Right. And so their opportunities to connect okay. with other the other side, um, you know, at a, at a at a convention or something like that may not be as as prevalent. And that's why, you know, us saying, 
this could be, you know, maybe think about doing something like this. I think we provide a pretty unique perspective because I've been going to CFI for many years. So have you guys and the same with FCICA for many years. So we, we know the flavor of both sides apart and how they came together was pretty magical. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I think it'd be, uh, you know, it's also fun to think about like what more could have been done and how, how can it be better next time? And even because no matter how good it is, things can always improve. I guess that's my point. The, yeah. It was an awesome show, but it can forward progress and everything <laughs> forward progress, baby. Yeah. And this is our huddle where we discuss that. So exactly right. I think the, the cool thing, uh, and you know, uh, like for a little plug for Pat Kelly, but it was synergistic the way everything came together and the, the people, the, the keynote speakers that came in this time, like, I don't know if one side or the other would have access to them or if they would have interest, but man, that was, there was some great information and great and great stories there. And I, and like I said, I absolutely loved it. Um, the, the opening a uh, keynote speaker for, for the event really set the tempo. I don't know if see if I convention ever had a keynote speaker like that before. Did Just they? Dave Garden. Dave Garden's the everything note speaker. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't remember a keynote outside of, you know, Robert uh, Barton right. back when he was kind of doing it um, or Dave um, was FCICA brought to the table was, I mean, how often do you get to talk to a guy that runs bonnets you know that's the ceo of bonnets right and that's a very large commercial floor covering contractor and it gave installers who may be thinking maybe it's a residential installer thinking about getting into commercial can get in there and see and listen now his wasn't just about you know obviously flooring his was really about how you set your day up for success uh but and how you live your life successful those are, man, I learned a lot and I go to stuff like that all the time. So I know that, you know, the installers in the room, I took a, a, an effort to look around and there was a lot of those guys in there too, which was really pretty cool for them to, you know, maybe experience something that they wouldn't normally have experienced at the, at a regular uh, CFI convention. Yeah. Ron said that they used to have the keynote speakers all the time, but it, the cost got too much so they cut back and i'm really glad that they they brought it back this year it was some like it was some really really good information well like, that, just, that was the magic of them stories yeah well that was the magic of them coming together i think the cost it was more cost effective for both sides mm -hmm. and um uh you, you know combining those resources where fcica they typically would have some type of a keynote speaker. Uh, and this, this was no different. So they were able to bring that flavor to it. Uh, I also really liked how, you know, CFI got to show like their, their strength in numbers or their community when, you know, FCICA was <laughs> like, we need a chant too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they need to every work time on CFI, CFI, and then FCICA just yeah. doesn't roll off quite as 
quite as well, but uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and I enjoyed the fact that they, their leadership did seem to talk a bit and, and, and you could see them commingling. Uh, it would be awesome for those uh, people who are really trying to change the industry, continue to reach to the other side. Because that installation problem that we all talk about all the time is not going to be solved by either side. It's going to be solved by both sides coming together and using great technology. Right. It's a collective. And that's what we need to realize. Like we talked about segregation between the two entities. But if you look at our organ, like the industry as a whole, we're segregated into not only like retailers contractors installers manufacturers you can even break it down even more to carpet wood you know resilient and it's like hard tile everything is so far far separated it's how can we come together as a collective in order to then you have office warehouse installers. <laughs> right. i mean <laughs> yeah well and and a bit of that's going to be natural but there are like plenty of ways to kind of come together from both sides. Um, and I'm sure they got out and talked to a lot of the installers. I did talk to a lot of the CFI guys and um, they enjoyed the show. And, you know, you can't, when CFI is such a tight knit group of people, not to say that it's small, I'm just saying, cause not, but the fact is, is that, they really love CFI. So to embrace FCICA like that was, you know, that was my only question was, are are people going to be receptive to this co-venture? And it seemed like, you know, everybody I talked to was like, yeah, this is awesome, man. I've really enjoyed it. I mean, so. if, um, if you look for something to complain about, you're 100% going to find it. But if you look for something uh, that you could benefit from, Man, there was way more things to benefit from there than there was to complain about. Um, oh yeah, by far. It, it's just the downtime that, that, like you said, for during the golf outing. Like I've golfed every year I've been there. This is the first year I didn't. And Dwayne was happy about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean Dwight. They call him Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dwight. Um, but uh, you know there there wasn't anything going on, so I took the time to to try not to fall too far behind on work. Uh, but if there was something going on, I definitely would have fell further behind. But uh, that, that's just one of those sacrifices you have to make when you're going out there and and increasing your social network and 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 trying to do something that benefits the industry, not just you, but the industry. Um, and that's always our goal, anyway. Uh, trying to make those connections and and. As a matter of fact, I think I connected more people to others than I made connections myself, but I still walked away with a couple of new new friends. Paul says, thanks for sitting with us, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is, is like someone was telling me, you know, they came up to me and they were like, we love your family and, you know, you guys are the future and all this stuff, right? And it's like, the crazy thing is for me, right? It's Jorge, oh yeah. They call me Julio. Long story, we won't get into it. <laughs> but I said the thing that I'm excited for is like Jorge and Jose and Jesus to to get really involved because we're 
we got that whole like the Latin side of the industry that's untouched right now just because of the language barrier. And in order to, you know, grow even more, we need to get them even more involved because I wish I could speak Spanish. And they said, you look like you can. I said, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> well, my wife would probably shoot me for saying this on, on air, but she's uh, Hispanic as well. And, and uh, can't speak much Spanish, uh, in fact, I have a larger vocabulary than she does, but uh, I have a larger one than we do. I, I always tell her, just tell them you're Indian, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the the I I guess really the purpose of talking about this is a we do it all the time. Please invest in yourself and get to one of the shows this one if if uh, i believe from what i understand they're going to do it again next year it's a great opportunity to get up uh get out of your seat get out of your comfort zone a little bit get out to uh a show which is it's set up in a way where you can kind of disconnect from your day-to-day -day for a minute and get to really network with other people and i know that one thing that I benefited greatly from was talking to uh, other companies and other installers about their approach to projects. Like I found, I I've heard, I heard everything from the installer, like actually going to job meetings and stuff like that as a sub. And I was like, that's wild. And he loved doing it. I won't say that's right or wrong. It's not my, my position to say, I'm just saying, it wouldn't happen around here. And, you know, so in other areas, things just work differently. Um, you know, knowing that some, there's so many companies that are dealing with the labor side of things that when, when trying to connect with the labor side of your business or, you know, that opportunity, what I found a lot of the ones that were good at it or doing well or seemed to have a good thing going was they really connected on a personal level to their installers. They they like knew them, not just their name and what they install, but like knew their life and, you know, about their family. And I had a couple conversations with some company guys who were like, yeah, we knew we give, you know, birthday gifts to you know, subcontractors when we know it's their birthday and just stuff like that. It's things you would do for your in-house crew they're doing for their, their crew overall. And I think that shows that appreciation to them. And so the more that that can happen, I, you know, even I don't do that. We do one subcontractor thing a year where it's like, thanks for working so hard, but it, it showed me it's just not enough. We got to do more. Right. I think um, like with this joint thing, it was my first time being able to sit with the next gen group with the FCICA. <laughs> and it was like real personal because it was just a few tables in there because it wasn't really like announced or anything. But I mean, you go in there and with our unique perspective, like you said, we're contractors and installers. And then you talk to some of the contractors and they're like, how do you guys like we talked about pricing because, you know, I'm pretty transparent with everything. And he's like, I can't believe you guys would would get that. And I said, yeah, but I can't believe you're not getting that because, you know, after that conversation, he's like, I'd like to have my employees as W-2s and have them 
uh, have retirement and all this stuff. And it's like, that's, that's the thing that we need to talk about. It's you talking about pricing and you, the things you want to do at some point, you know, you got to raise those prices in order to, to set yourself up that way. But, yeah. but when I was on stage, you know, but that's, that's what I said. It seems like there's too many people out there that try and keep the installer hungry just to keep them working because they want to keep essentially hold them hostage. You're you're going to work for me. I'm going to keep you as hungry as I can in order for you to keep doing that, but still have you make some money, but that that's not the thing, right? We got to, as an industry, we just have to be better and know that we're in business for profit. And then in order to take care of your employees, you have to charge what you need to charge. It's, you mm -hmm. can't just accept any rate that's out there. And I mean, he yep. was like, I would love to do this. And I said, that that's how you got to do it, man. You just have to start doing it. But the more the more we can train people and get people on the, a level playing field, the more those bids will kind of even themselves out. And we mm -hmm. won't it won't be, you know, I just lost this bid by thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, I think that you're probably more hitting the, the nail on the head than you even can imagine the the fact is is it's it boils all the way down to valuing what that installer does for your company i don't know where that got lost i talked to some old timers you know that talk about i mean talk about how much respect they got from the companies that, of course they were more w2 back then but then also when they'd walk on a job site that the amount of respect they would get from the general contractor. And I, I came into the industry when uh, that wasn't the case yep. in, you know, 95, even it, I'm talking real old timers. So I'm, I'm kind of an old timer, but not, not to the glory days when we were respected as a trade. I think, you know, who was it? That, that did the uh heat welding uh class dick schmidt dick schmidt dick, yeah he, penis if you want to be politically correct penis schmidt <laughs> it's i i that's my brother yeah i have a a, a question if that came from him or you but that came from me <laughs> <laughs> but you know he his um his comment about uh, sheet vinyl being the most hand skill required portion of flooring and that flooring overall is the most hand skilled in trades was like right at my heart. I, I no, 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 not trying to really uh, like poop on the old electricians right, or anything. Not but, trying to downplay anyone. Right? Yeah. But you know, you don't need a ton of hand skill for, to, for, as an electrician, and again, not to shit on the electricians here, I'm just saying, when you start to look at the hand skills required to put down sheet vinyl and 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 do that installation, it does require, and it was just like, you see the love, and of course, he's an installer, so he's going to have that love for us, but the, the truth is, is we deserve a lot of, a, a lot more respect on a job site than what today's general contractor's um kind of have for us and um you know that one of the things that stuck with me from talking to you know a guy that's been installing for years and years and years and mark at the ntca will talk about it too 
um, go, going in and like, it's ready. Like you're the th thousand pound gorilla. And it's because the GC understands that everybody walks on your floor. Like you can section off areas easier for, you know, painting or whatever. It just takes up a wall, not the entire floor. And for us to do our jobs, the most efficient and the way that it best benefits the job as well as all parties involved. So the flooring contractor, flooring installers, profitability, all the way up to the GC schedule is having the area open and, and, and ready to rock and roll for us. Um, I think part of that, this, uh, that part of the fall was when, and again, I'm not to say anything bad about subs because I was a sub as well. And go Carrera is all about subs. So this is not negative, but when sub contracting really started coming to its own in the late eighties and then really catching wind in the late nineties, where the, the, those guys now are their own company and they're showing up on job sites at 10 o'clock and things like that. And it was really prevalent when it first started happening. Um, that's where we got our bad name. That's how we're getting a bad name as installers is if we don't say what we're going to do and be there when we say we're going to be there and showing up at the same time or at a, a, a regular construction schedule time, not, you know, there often it's, it's better for us if we're coming in the afternoon and working, if you set that up with your GC, great. But if it's a seven to five, 3.30 project or a 7 to 4 project, man, flooring guys showing up at 10.30 or 11, just it, it's going to give us a bad name as an industry. That is, that's one thing that that when when I started, everyone had this uh, uh, idea or perception that the flooring guy is going to show up at 10 o'clock, between 10 and noon and leave at 3, right? Like, and, and we didn't want to fall into that category. And to go back to what you were saying about what happened to the industry, I think you're right. The, the, the rise of the, of the trade contract, the subcontractor and the uh, availability of the 1099 uh, kind of put an individual as me against the world. Oh, they're doing it for how much? Well, I can do it for this much. And then more, I can do it for this much. And it, and it was everybody going down, down, down. And that they set the standard and that's where everything kind of fell apart. And the lower down you go in the wages, the, 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 the different demographic that you're going to attract, right? I don't need to make a living. I just need to make X amount this week. Yeah, look at my, looking at trying to get through the week instead of looking at building a career. Correct. And we got to get that back. And we, look, subs are awesome. And we, we have to have them as an industry now. Um, but I do think that, you know, the more professional that they treat their business, the more... Uh, professional that they act on job sites and the more professional that they um, appear to the to the you know like their outward appearance the better off the industry is going to be and we all we can do is continue to you know encourage like the professionalism and reward that encourage high quality work and reward that and encourage punctuality dependability you know, attitude, like track and record that stuff so that you know who should be, you know, who should be rewarded for taking care of the 
the the project and and who should be rewarded for really keeping you know our in almost uh elevating our our reputation back to where it should be it's it's all of us that have got to do it like all the the installers that watch his show it's we're the ones that have to do it we have to like i would rather a guy say i'm going to show up at nine and then i tell my my gc or my superintendent my my crew will be there at nine now they won't be they'd still rather them be there at seven when the job site opens like the other trades and if you look at the 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 one thing that these other trades do that that's it like us and painters are known for just kind of coming and going as we please from an industry standpoint but then you got electricians they're there at 6 30 or 7 o'clock and your hvac guys and your your framers even i mean like your steel workers for sure you know they're just they're they're there when the job site starts they leave when the job sites close um and if and sometimes, like I said, I know that there's plenty of instances where it's better for the project, the GC, the installer, all of us to just work from three to ten because the job site gets can get cleared out. Uh, but making that deal with the GC, that's a different situation than just showing up at 10 or 11 or whenever you get there. And the GC is like, hey, man, this job's open it. And there's nothing that'll tick off a superintendent more than showing up at 11 and then trying to stay after he's planning on leaving and he was there at six. There's nothing that will tick one off faster. Usually we try in, to, my, in my experience. <laughs> we try to make arrangements where we know that that's going to happen. Like if we have a two hour drive or something like that or an hour. Yeah. Um, we try to be open and honest, but you know, sometimes you just got to conform to the schedule that's set forth by the general, right? Like they, they have guidelines for a reason. Um, you gotta, you gotta honor that. We gotta respect that. This the same way you want them to honor your wishes and respect your your wishes to get your area. They have to sacrifice the floor for you to do the floor. We need to we need the floor to to install the floor. A lot of times that's just communicating and letting them know that you're gonna be there late anyways. Because, like you said, they leave at a certain time. That gives us free reign to get things done in some of those common areas. So that's always my excuse, right? Yeah, we show up at this time. You guys leave at this time. Just let me know how to lock up. I'll lock everything up because then I can get all this done after you guys leave. Yeah, if you communicate, you're right. It it That goes a long way. Uh, but if you're a company and your sub doesn't communicate with you that that's what he wants to do, and he just shows up or, you know, the crew just shows up at whatever time is is uh, best for them, but nobody else knows, then that just doesn't work. So back to the show, we got off on a bit of a tangent uh, because we love uh, installation. But on on the show, what did you guys think of the uh the party, you know, the, the farewell, um, I forget what it was, what they called it, but the, the music and the food and the, the atmosphere and the games oh, and you know all what? that. First off, let, let me, let me, let me mention something. Um, the beginning of the show, they did have like a, uh, a social hour. Um, but then they have a live band. Like it's so hard to socialize and mingle when you have a live band in the corner of a small room like that. The acoustics did not complement. Just that was probably not the best of ideas, you guys. Some people 
were either into the music, some people were into socializing, and then there's people like me who left the room because I was getting frustrated that I couldn't hear anybody, and no one can ever hear me over that. It was really hard to have conversations. Yes, and, even outside and, the room. Yeah, in fact, a lot of people were gathered out in the hall because it was just too loud in the room. So either that that could be done uh, in a way probably where yeah. where it could facilitate the conversation because we were getting into like talking to other I had met new people from the press from uh, floor covering weekly, for wow. example, and I'm trying to talk to them and you know it, it was really difficult to hear. but the idea, was awesome and it did yeah. facilitate a lot of conversations problem was just couldn't couldn't quite finish them so yeah good point there the party night though was less about conversations and more about jeff and his wife dancing <laughs> jeff king and and uh luba yeah. yeah yeah it was it was pretty uh pretty fun to see people kind of cutting loose and having a good time i'll tell you that and that right there that the music everything that fit in right there like uh the First off, the food, spectacular guy. Whoever whoever did that selection, good job. Um, the, the whole the whole time the food. Yes. Was, I gotta say the whole time the food was really fantastic. One hundred percent. Um, I really enjoyed uh the the send off night. Right, like uh, it's. I look forward to that because that's everyone has got their week behind them. Everyone has made their connections, or they're at the back end of their connections, and and you get to you get to catch people at their most relaxed state. Um, and that's that right there at the end is when you get to know someone more on a personal level. And that's, and that's the important thing right there is it's one thing to go there and make a connection um, and to walk away with that. But it's another thing to make a personal connection with people and find common ground on uh, uh, life in general. And, and that actually creates, in my experience, way better uh, relationships business-wise or personal um and sorry mike kelly i didn't really mean to beat you that bad at the end there in the cornhole <laughs> well the cornhole was fun too a lot of people played it for a little bit it would have been cool to maybe do like sign some people up for a little tournament or something would have been cool but it, it was wrong next time <laughs> beer pong <laughs> that they kind of had that with the basketballs um yeah the uh the activities I like all that stuff. Like nothing brings adults together, like playing a kid's game against yeah. and being able to have that, that friendly banter back and forth. Right. Like I, I just, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. No matter I don't know. I pretty much stayed at like the photo booth the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even make it over to the photo booth. It was... Yeah. We know we were looking for you. We got Ben. Yeah. You got, I seen Ben and your guys's uh, photos. <laughs> It was pretty awesome. I'm waiting to see what what my sister's photos with Clucky, but um, we'll see what happens with that. And Clucky was a welcomed guest. If you weren't, you have to go next year maybe to to learn about Clucky. But uh, that was pretty funny the whole time. <laughs> Her timing is good. Let me just tell you, your sister has great timing with, with and, that thing. That is just not caring. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I don't want to, you know, extend this to fill an hour. We were intending uh, to kind of go over and just talk about the stuff that we loved and the the stuff that we just seen some opportunities and, and discuss how the show went. 
I would say that for me, it was the best show. And in spirit of like Daniel mentioned earlier, the, the huddle and our tagline of maintaining forward progress, we can all do better no matter how good we are. And, um, and so there's just some, some nuggets in this that maybe uh, we can see some, some uh, positive change in the future. And I'm sure these, you know, the, the leadership has had these discussions and, you know, knowing those guys, they've probably got some, some plans already around it, but just uh, three guys perspective that's been to all the shows and, and uh, spent time with all the people. It was, it was a, it was as close to a 10 of a show that I could give. It was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. And we were talking about making yourself uncomfortable. Jose is actually on here now. He's the guy that I went and sat next to that was sitting alone at the table. Great guy, man. And you wouldn't have, wouldn't even have known if I wouldn't have just taken the time out to go talk to him. Yeah, that's a great lesson for all of us to just – you know, put yourself out there a bit. I'm an introvert by nature, but I force myself to get out and talk and, and communicate with people. And, and I know that from, from the perspective that, you know, after a big party like that, or a big gathering, I'm exhausted. I'm not energized. My business developer at the flooring company, she, she'll go to one of those things and want to go out for you know, drinks with everybody afterwards and, and go continue the thing. And I'm like, I'm worn out. I'm ready for bed. So that's how I know I'm an introvert and uh, extroverts get the energy from those, you know, really intense conversations and like uh, that atmosphere. And I, I, I get depleted a bit from it, but that doesn't mean you don't do it is the whole point. You, you met a friend, you gained a, a, a colleague through the deal and that's what happens when you put yourself out there a bit um speaking of putting yourself out there i want to thank everybody that watches this show i'm continuously kind of uh humbled when i go to a show and they say hey man the huddle's awesome and you guys are great and daniel and jose i love those guys man they're and they just start gushing about how much they they uh, love the show and how many people tune in through different uh, media outlets. And it's really just humbling and cool. And I appreciate everybody who joins and, and that came up and said hi and, and knew me from the huddle and we hadn't met yet. And it was really awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I like uh, the fact that, that even though some people are like, Hey, you know, I watch it. Yeah. I, I watch this other podcast too, but, for them, to, not to say any name, for them to, to recognize that there is a, a difference, right? Like between uh, one podcast to the next, because I know there's more than one out there. Uh, some are installer based, some are business based, some are few, it, it, you know, a mixture of in between. And um, any feedback, negative or positive, you guys, I love it because all I can do is is help us all be better. Um, yeah. And who knows? Maybe you'll come in and join one day and give us some perspective too. Um, we know, we know you talk about being introverted. A lot of these guys want to say something. They just don't want to be on screen or something like that. Yeah. Well, they have those cool uh, avatars that you could be like, uh, you could be yeah. an elephant or something if you want. Be a rhino. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And blur your background. I mean, you can be a whole different character. Oh, you're mad. 
So the uh, I, I would uh, like to bring up that what we are going to start uh, some improvements for the uh, podcast here, the huddle. Um, we're going to try to have one or two guests on on a monthly basis. Uh, add a little bit of of few more guests. We've got a lot of guest requests at the show. Too right. What's that? Different perspectives. And get some professionals on there that that know things more than we do. Yep, expand the the um you the knowledge base as well as others' perspectives. Uh, everything from design to um to finances and and so this next year, several manufacturers reached out and you know they they want to be part of the show. Uh, we've got other technology companies in our industry that want to come on and, and um, as well as some installers want to come on, which that really warms my heart. I'm, I'm hoping to get some of those guys on, like have an install, you know, do one, you know, every other month or something uh, or as many as we could feel of like install installer fireside chat and just like rap about the, the, rough stuff going on but then the great things that you love about the industry um yeah i'm looking forward to a lot of the changes we're gonna up the production level a little bit you might see i got a mic finally and i'm not just using the uh the uh, uh, computer audio and so some of those things are going to happen we're going to get our our the studio here set up a little bit better and uh bring on some guests some new perspectives some new friends and um hopefully be able to provide our community with some more value. Uh, I, a lot of the feedback that I got, and I'd love to see if you guys echo this, but was they love this conversational style, not just always interviewing somebody. So we'll toss in some interviews, but I don't want to abandon this because I love rapping with you guys over, you know, subject lines, but that doesn't mean that we can't just have more, panelist and a still just have that fireside chat kind of thing this conversational base still and, and it, it it keeps it authentic too um you know we're not so monotone reading the script that uh, i don't even think we've ever really had no. that we might have some ideas but then we spin off it's what we do it's what we do yeah well it comes like you said more authentic and it's just true. I mean, we don't plan these things out with a great level of of planning. I don't honestly know that I would want to. I like getting on here, having a topic, uh, prepping a little bit, understanding the topic and and some of the insights I can provide, and then chatting with you guys, and then we we shoot the show. So there's not a ton of you know heavy heaviness to it. So. That's why I'm saying like the more the merrier, if we can have, you know, I, I, I would really like to have, you know, 10, 10, 15 installers on just having a fireside chat, you know, got some controls we have to do because of, you know, the, the nature of it, um, you know, nature of a podcast of everybody's talking, no one's heard. So, but you can have like a subject line and, and multiple different perspectives and um, I look forward to some of those here this next year. So, so do we. All right, fellas. Well, thanks for joining. And again, I enjoyed hanging out with you guys at the show. We were all running like crazy, so we didn't get to spend as much time together as as uh, I would have liked. But 
I just, I, I love spending time with you guys. So I had a fun time. The show was awesome. And uh, I could tell you guys enjoyed it as well. So I'm what, man? I'm so tired. <laughs> All right. Well, until next uh, week, you guys have a good, productive, positive uh, next seven days. And we'll see you guys next week at 3 p.m. Central uh, on Tuesday. We are going to have designers on and talk about some colors and designs and flooring and you know, aesthetics versus performance and some of those. So if you're in the, if you're an installer that provides materials, this could really be beneficial for you to join next week. If you go, even if you go to home, uh, you know, like floor decor and buy product and then resell it to your client, picking those products out, assisting your client with those selections, these designers will have some good insight for you. Yes, sir. And, and hey, just so everyone knows, whoever tuned in last week, I just want everyone to know that Dave is okay. He is. <laughs> he survived. I seen him in person. He's fine. <laughs> Dave went down. Yeah, go watch uh, last week's episode to uh, get some more insight on that. So until then, guys, have a productive week. Thank you so much again. And we will... Uh, Catch you next week. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye, guys.